Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. Today on 30 Minutes, we remember the Tucson folk singers. At the Folk Festival in May 2013, local folk singer and organizer Ted Warnbrand convened members of the Tucson Folk Singers to document their stories. In early October 2015, a leader of the Tucson Folk Singers, Clyde Appleton, passed away. There will be a memorial on Sunday, November 8th at 2 p.m. at Southside Presbyterian Church. The Tucson Folk Singers gathered monthly from 1955 to 1962. Although the group itself was not overtly political, Individuals from the group made many principal stands, such as participation in demonstrations, draft resistance, and refusal to sign Arizona's loyalty oath. The group also hosted many prominent national artists. Today on 30 Minutes, we'll hear excerpts from the 2013 gathering of Tucson folk singers. There's no plan for this session. We're going to make that plan. As they say, we make the road by walking it. My name is Ted Warmbrand. I, I am a director of a cultural group called It's About Time, whose mission is to celebrate community building culture. We incorporated as a nonprofit some in 83, I think, when we ended up uh, bringing Holly Neer and Ronnie Gilbert to town and filling Tucson High and ending up with some money. So been bringing a lot of concerts to town that that fundraise for good causes over the over the period of from 79 on one of the shows was in 1996 with Pete Seeger and I found out that he had been here before once in 1960 and some of you were there I believe when I was mentioning this to a younger person this year uh, about the Tucson folk singers, because I had met Clyde and Barbara and some of you earlier on, she said, has anyone documented this, this period of Tucson history? She's uh, studying ethnomusicology and, at the U, and I said, so I wrote to Clyde and I said, has anybody documented this? And he said, no, let's do it. So. This is sort of a beginning, a kind of a dry run to see, like, what have we got <coughs> to document? Uh, Joe Wilder at the Southwest Center says this is an important piece of history, Tucson history, and he, he, he wants to have a part of it. Celestino Fernandez, who, is, uh, who has run the Arizona Humanities Council several times, wants to be an advisor on it. Uh, we don't know what we're going to come up with, but you're going to help make that happen, whatever we come up with, and we'll see where this goes. We, we're going to try to do a year of it, and you're all here. So I would like to find out before we start and figure out what's going to happen here, how many people were part of the Tucson Folk Singers at, back at this time? Can I see a show of hands? Oh my, I'm embarrassed. A good organizer would have signed everybody on. Right, and got everybody's name and contact information, and I didn't bring any paper, just brought a, just brought a banjo. Um, and then we can find out who is here, how to be in touch with people, because we intend in the next few months to actually meet up. So everybody got to try to stay alive. That's, 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 that's a... <laughs> 
challenge. That's the challenge, right? Do people want to introduce themselves? Does everybody yeah, remember? Just a quickie. I think uh, as, as just a quickie. You can mention names. All right. Okay. Let's start. Now, Bill Jackson and I was. I moved away from LA in the late '60s, but I was in this outfit. I met Clyde in the summer of 1956 when I was a camp counselor at the Jewish Community Center, and the director of the camp brought him in to sing for the kids. Gosh, we should be facing July '56. <laughs> Okay. July 56. July 56. Okay. Smoke. All right. I'm Carrie Ann Salyer, and I was a high school student who used to go to the songs because I felt it was a safe place to meet guys. Jim <laughs> Tate. <laughs> uh, Barbara Elfbrandt. Uh, my husband Vern and I came to Tucson in August of 1957 and became uh, immediately involved with the Tucson Folk Singers, probably because uh, Clyde and Vern both taught at Wakefield Junior High School, and they found out that they were the only two members of the, of the American Federation of Teachers Union there, and, and immediately we became acquainted and went to all the folk sings during the years that Clyde was here. Norma Jean Scott. I'm Barbara's next door neighbor <laughs> since 1962. Cindy Jarrell. Uh, now I'm, I have a totally other name and uh, with a whole other story. <laughs> but people from then will know me as Cindy Jarrell, if they remember. My name is Mary Myers, and I was a high school student in uh, the 50s. and knew these folks and loved folk music and went to hear Pete Seeger and the Weavers. And, uh, it just brings back lots of memories. <laughs> I'm Chris Bondante. I am the niece of Charles and Louise Clement, who used to host the gatherings up at their house. And I remember being there. I was 10, 10 in 1956. So I can't remember a lot, but I'll try. I'm Rosalind Miller. Um, in that other life, I was Rosalind Einprank, and um, uh, we were, you know, participants, members, whatever you want to call it, of the Tucson Folk Singers. And um, I loved going, not only for the music, I was kind of tone deaf, but, <laughs> but also to meet so many wonderful, wonderful friends that I'd known for years. My um, name is George Miller. And what I remember so vividly about the original Tucson folk singers was Clyde Appleton singing Everybody Loves Saturday Night. <laughs> so every time I hear that song, I think of Clyde. I'm Vera Pfeiffer, and um, back in the day I was Vera Einfrank, and um, just a little kid at the sings, and um, I was in love with Clyde Appleton. He was the dreamboat. <laughs> Uh, my name's Dick Barber. Um, I went to Waitfield and started in 1954, and so I knew Clyde and Vern. And um, you know, I, I, I got to say that it, we all talk about the 60s and the revolution of the 60s, but it really got started even a little bit before, and it got started with singing. And when I I went on to Pueblo and in 1960 started at the U of A. And um, I had already gone to my draft board and said, 
here's my number, but I'm not going. And, uh, but when I went to the U of A, uh, ROTC was mandatory. If you were a male, you took ROTC. And um, thanks to Vern and Clyde and, and um, Cornelius Steelink and Paul Martin and a few other revolutionaries out there, um, we, we, we brought song into the ROTC program, I think. Uh, at, at least I gave them a different melody to sing to. And um, uh, it, was, it was a really interesting time. And uh, those sessions in the student union at, at the U of A, uh, you know, there would literally be, what, 200 people, Clyde? Yeah, I think so, 200, 300 sometimes. I mean, a lot of people. And we got the revolution started with singing. And some of us are still trying to revolt. I don't know. I hope we can, I hope we can keep it going. I'm <clears throat> Tom Moore. I came to Tucson in the fall of 1960 to attend the University of Arizona. And during that time, I was attending a lot of events of Tucson folk singers and got involved in Ash Alley 241, which was a club here for a couple of years, mainly 62, 63, that period. Um, and I have fond memories of those days, and I'm glad to see a lot of people here that were around then. <laughs> I'm Doug Halpern, and I met Clyde, I guess, in 1958 or so. I believe I was working at the Jewish Community Center as a counselor. Got caught up in the, learning the guitar craze from, from uh, Clyde, and uh, got caught up in folk music because it, it was something I could do. I could, something I could sing, I could really enjoy. And I uh, caught I think caught up with the idealism that all I think goes with that. Also, something that I think would probably go past, uh, you remember being hired for a fraternity party? You and I am blanking who it was. Uh, but you sang the first dirty folk song I ever heard. Really? Yes, you did. <laughs> the Whore of Winnipeg. Winnipeg Whore. You, you, can't, you can't deny you sang too. I mean, you have to own up to it. I guess I did. You did. <laughs> Strong on the chorus. You want to introduce yourself? I'm Clyde Appleton, and um, <laughs> and let's sing. Hi, my name is Ellen Davis, and I'm Clyde Appleton's Facebook friend. <laughs> ah, I want to. I would like to hear as, as many stories as I can, and if there's music to be made I want to hear that too I would I would love to hear what what uh, Tucson folk singer session sounded like um, back then I don't know <coughs> what you would like to do Clyde sing <laughs> sing okay. yes I mean, got it got there in 50 I'd like to know you know exactly when okay and how the Tucson folk singers got started let's 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 do a song first as an intro our story. I got to Tucson in, I've forgotten the year, I think it was 1954, five, five, five. yeah, right. Summer. Uh, summer of 55. And, uh, and I uh, was anxious to meet people who were interested in folk song in town. And I wrote to Sing Out magazine and uh, they connected me with one Sid 
Goodman who knocked on my door and he arranged for uh, a couple of Saturday nights. Our, we met at Vivian and Roy Seymour's house uh, and we had a good time and it was kind of decided, well, let's keep doing this once a month. And so that's what happened. The, uh, uh, the earliest people, like who were at uh, Vivian and Roy's house, were, had been members of a, a group that called themselves the, the Thought and Laughter Club. And, uh, and the folk singers sort of uh, supplemented or replaced, actually, I guess. Uh, right, Ross? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's the way we, we got started. Uh, at that time, there weren't any college kids, but that changed very quickly. Uh, we, we had our meetings at people's homes, and sometimes, uh, and we began to fill up the Eisenberg's living room more than filled it up. And so we started more often having the folk sings, the, the monthly folk sings, at uh, venues like the, the Jewish Community Center and the oh, YWCA. The sings, we, we, we always had, had, had a planning meeting that anyone could come to uh, and we, uh, and that, uh, what we were going to do the next uh, time, and uh, we kept adding to this little songbook, Semi, I remember that you typed or ran off in a in a ditto ma machine, the the very f first couple of uh, of times <laughs> that that we but before long the the group started uh, sponsoring outside artists. I think the first person that that we had here was Earl Robinson, uh, who gave two concerts, one kind of like for kids and one for everyone. And later on, we brought Pete Seeger and uh, Malvina Reynolds, uh, John Lee Hooker, Jenny Vincent, Jenny Vincent, Vincent Guy Carawan, Guy Carawan, Peggy Seeger. Uh, Actually, that trio from the Moscow Festival was Guy Carawan, I think Peggy Seeger, and Marshall Britton. <laughs> Oh my. Remember that when the three of they, them they, they were telling their stories about going from Russia to China? Yes, yes, I do. Wow. I'd forgotten that, but I do remember. You are listening to excerpts from a 2013 gathering of Tucson folk singers as they remember their monthly gatherings from 1955 through 1962 on 30 Minutes, 
91.3 KXCI Tucson. Okay, let's sing a song. Everybody loves Saturday Night. D. Which language? What? Oh. Well, we'll start with English. My fingers are simply not going to last beyond a song or two. Um, Everybody loves Saturday night. Everybody loves Saturday night. Everybody, 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 everybody loves Saturday night. The original Nigerian language, one of those languages, Bobowaro Fero Sato De Bobowaro Fero Sato De Bobowaro 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 Fero Sato De Tulemond M samedi soir Tous les monde M samedi soir Tous les monde 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 M samedi soir Yé de reine hot lip shabas bana Yedarena 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 Is there more? Oh, todos les gusta la noche del sábado. Todos les gusta la noche el sábado. Todos les gusta la todos. Todos les gusta, todos les gusta, todos les gusta la noche el sábado. Once more on. Everybody loves Saturday night. Everybody loves Saturday night. Everybody, 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 everybody loves Saturday night. Okay. A, a bunch of songs that became really, you know, nationally known. We, we well, we sang uh, "This Land Is Your Land," but before it got pop, became popular, and uh, a lot of those songs. And and we also sang a few songs that I never heard anybody else sing, uh, which was kind of in interesting, like. Do you remember Red Toupee? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just a funny little song by a Canadian 
uh, songwriter Art Samuels, and uh, I don't know if I can remember all the uh, words, but uh, has a chorus for all of you that goes like this. Red to pay, red to pay, red to pay. A man's got a, no, I don't need that on there this time. <laughs> this is a fancy you pull, I'll pull. capo, Barbara. <laughs> okay, see? The, the course goes, red to pay, red to pay, red to pay. A man's got to pay when he wears a toupee on his head, especially red. Let's try it again. Red to pay, red to pay, red to pay. A man's got to pay when he wears a toupee on his head, especially red. Folks used to call me good looking, spoke of my handsome red hair. Now me and my red hair have parted, now my poor head is bare. So to save my pride, as I now must confide, I replaced the hair that I shed with a substitute that ain't got a root. The trouble I had with that red to pay, red to pay, red to pay. A man's gotta pay when he wears a toupee on his head, especially red. Uh, oh, it's got more verses. Uh, I took my new girl out courting. Everything went mighty fine. Till we got back to her doorstep We'd reached the end of the line As I kissed her goodnight In that mellow moonlight The poor girl nearly dropped dead I lifted my hat But not only that I also lifted my red to pay, red to pay, red to pay. A man's got to pay when he wears a toupee on his head, especially red. Why that thing so disgusting? I use it for dusting. Here's the advice I now spread. Don't wear a toupee, or you'll sure have to pay for that store-bought moss on your head. Like I said, especially red. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, another verse or two. 
Uh, one of the uh, performers that we brought to town was was Malvina Reynolds, and we learned a little, really several of her songs. Uh, little boxes. Little boxes. <laughs> if, if, bury me in my overalls. Bury me in my overalls. We yeah. Turn. Is nice? Yeah. It isn't nice. Yeah. No hole in my head. It is. Uh, yeah. Turn around. Free enterprise. Free enterprise. Uh, I, oh, maybe you'll remember some verses. Uh, I usually remember maybe a verse of these songs, and that's about all. Uh, let's, but let's sing a. Bury, bury me in my overalls. Bury me in my overalls. Don't use my gabardines. Bury me in my overalls and in my beat-up jeans. Give my suit to Uncle Jake. He can wear it at my wake and bury me in my overalls. The undertaker will get my bones. The, the, no, the undertaker will get my dough. No, the grave will get my bones And what is left will have to go For one of those granite stones But this week, this suit cost me two weeks pay So let it live another day And bury me in my overalls We could probably reconstruct most of those words of songs that we knew. Uh, Clyde, did you sing them again and again? We did. We, we, we'd have new songs yes. added each time, but we'd go back to, and also like the, uh, there, there was always a, formal isn't quite the right word, but a <coughs> program that had been de decided on and new songs, etc. But uh, I think people, especially the young people who began coming to the sings, uh, the after sing sing was as important as... Uh, yeah, as we'd sing for about an hour and then there'd be a break yes. and then get together and, mm -hmm, and sing mm -hmm. some more. To, and we always had, had like coffee and, and also right. from the very beginning, very interesting and I can't remember how the decision was made. But but we decided that that there would be no booze at these uh, at these events. Uh, Can I ask two questions? Sure. What was the reach of the community? Was, was it a, was it a broad-based, growing Anglo and Hispanic and upper income and lower income and students and workers? First thing. And second thing, was there ever anything that became explicitly political about it? Oh, we sang a lot of political songs. Uh, we never sang the international that I remember. <laughs> How about the first question? How broadly based, even if it was a smaller group, was it brought in from all over the community or was it more concentrated, say, the university types? Someone help me. I, yes, that's the way it grew. You also need to remember Tucson ended at Country Club back then. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's right. We were considerably smaller. Yeah. So, um, word of mouth was easier? Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we sent out postcards uh, every, every month, I think, reminding people, or did we? Maybe not. So, so did you go to the union meetings? Was there, was there any singing for political candidates? Was there civil rights involvement? Was there anything explicit of that sort? Well, things were happening, like in town, uh, that we were, that individuals were involved in, but I don't think the Tucson Folk Singers, as an organization, you know, ever, you know, sponsored a political event or, uh, am I right? I, I think I am. You've been listening to excerpts from a 2013 gathering of Tucson folk singers as they remembered their monthly gatherings from 1955 through 1962 on 30 Minutes. At the Folk Festival in May 2013, local folk singer and organizer Ted Warnbrand convened members of the Tucson Folk Singers to document their stories. In early October 2015, a leader of the Tucson Folk Singers, Clyde Appleton, passed away. There will be a memorial on Sunday, November 8th at 2 p.m. at Southside Presbyterian Church. Thank you for listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. This program, as well as all 30 Minutes programs, can be found as a podcast at kxci.org. I'm Amanda Schager.